Welcome to the Ritual Cast, an exploration into the weird and wonderful world of witchcraft and spirituality. I'm your host, Sky Riley, and if you're looking for all the answers, you won't find them here. What you will find is an honest take on my witchy journey the good, the bad, and the smoky. Smoky. So this is post flammable. Uh huh. What happens after the flames? Okay. <laughs> This I I'm less comfortable. <laughs> less than flammable. Yeah, because no, this is the aftermath. I'm sitting here holding the receipt. <laughs> okay, smoke is the receipt of fire. Good to know. <laughs> Usually, it comes before the fire, doesn't it? During like where after. there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. I mean, I guess it could come before. I don't know. I don't know. I should know. My dad's a firefighter. <laughs> All right, what kind of weird rocks and magic powers did you bring this week? Lots. There's lots of stuff. This might be a long episode, actually. We'll see. Well, I got three minutes. Three minutes? You better go and come back. There's lots to talk about. Go and come back? Yeah. No, that's it. I'm <laughs> I'm gone. I'm dead in three minutes. I'm, you're dead? What did you take? The easy way out. <laughs> the easy way out, huh? Well, hop to it. What do we got? <laughs> so this week... We're going to talk about hematite, like I promised last okay, week. Okay. And we're going to talk about juniper. Juniper? Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know those little plants with the sometimes, I guess sometimes they're trees, but they grow big enough. Mm-hmm. And with the little blueberries in them. Yep. I'm familiar with the juniper plant. Being from Colorado, there's lots of, yep. lots of, lots of the juniper out there. Mm-hmm. But we're going to talk about hematite because as I said last week, I have a rant about hematite. Are we starting with that or? No, I'm going to start with the, the properties and then I'll get into okay. the rant. Right. <laughs> so hematite is pretty cool. It was officially discovered in 1773. Obviously it existed before that, but this is just like yeah, when discovery it was. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody invented hematite. I mean, somebody invented hematite. It was probably like volcanoes or something but <laughs> that's not a somebody that's something you don't know <laughs> they have names I, there's I just, somebody there's no hematite blueprint or like plans you or... don't know you <laughs> don't I'm know pretty sure I you guess. don't know you're not sure we don't know what's in area 51 there could very well be fucking rock you're right blueprints you're right in the there. inventor of hematite is in area 51 i don't know maybe he is <laughs> or she or they. Uh, so the name hematite comes from the Greek word for blood, which is hema or hyma, mm -hmm. maybe you pronounce hyma, um, like hemophilia, hemoglobin, hemoglobin all those things. Um, and they named it that because when you break it, it's got red on the inside. What? And when you grind it into a powder, it turns red, like blood red. I did not know that. Well, no, you did. I just thought it was a really shiny, smooth rock. I'm gonna be teaching you a lot. Like I hope you're like your your learning cap is on because you can I've certainly got, try. I've got a bunch of shit to teach you today. So I learned a bunch of shit today. <laughs> it also has a super high iron content, so it was popular for healing lots of blood related disorders, which is okay. another reason for the yeah. human. Yeah, um, iron tastes. You know that that the blood taste mm -hmm. okay yeah so it also it, i mean it's been around for five ever so it's you know relieving leg cramps and alleviating fevers and things like that also what'd you say 1773 mm -hmm. was it 250 years i don't know i'm not good at math 248 years and obviously it was around before that comes from botswana brazil China, India, Madagascar, and Morocco. Okay. And also Mars. The planet Mars? Yeah. NASA found some some hematite on Mars a couple years ago. All right. So that was I thought pretty cool. Do you don't didn't you say you had thoughts on hematite? Um I don't remember why, but that stone is something that I've always had. I've always had a hematite stone. I don't know where it is but i guarantee you if we pack up and move i'll find it it's around <clears throat> it i never throw them out i never get rid of them but i i have a handful of stones and that's one of them amethyst is another one that i have that goes with me everywhere um 
I think the one that I have now is a, uh, a like a flat guitar pick shaped stone. I'm sure you've seen it. I'm have literally trying to sit here and think about if I've ever seen any of these, and I have no memory of any mm. of them. It's probably in my little my little personal box that I haven't unpacked because I yeah, don't have any so I have I have no idea. Yep. If you've got these stones somewhere, I'm interested. I'm very intrigued, but yeah, there's like five. Do you know where you got it? Nope. Just it just attached itself to you. Yep. You probably need it. Apparently, hematite is good for grounding and protection. It um, endows us with strength and courage, and it's got magnetic qualities. Okay. So, it's supposed to be good for, like, logic, memory, self-esteem. It's for clearing confusion and being overwhelmed, feeling supported. Actually, one of the most effective grounding stones. It's for when you're, like, scattered or overwhelmed. Okay. Um, When you're feeling kind of flighty or, like, you know when your brain just feels really cloudy and you kind of like feel like you're maybe not really connected to the mm-hmm. earth. Yep. You're just kind of off in space. This is a stone for that. Yeah. So so in elementary school, when it's an indoor lunch day and everyone's in the auditorium and the teacher's like, saddle, saddle. And there's like paper airplanes flying everywhere and kids are off screaming. And it's like that. It's it's the when your brain, down, kids. When your brain looks, feels, yeah. looks and feels like that. Sure. Yep. Sure. Yeah, definitely. So my rant... There we go. First of all, something that you should know about me is that I fucking hate TikTok. I hate TikTok. Yep. Will never download. I can't. I cannot stand TikTok. Right. I hate it. Mm-hmm. There's just way too much fucking toxic bullshit that comes out of it, and way too much inaccuracy that comes out of it. Hmm. Um. I mean, you're only given a sample size of whatever's going on. You're not given the whole story. Yeah, but people be like fucking making shit up and everyone takes it as, oh, oh that's to be the truth because it's media. on the internet. I mean, really, it's just some fucking like 15-year-old child who has no idea what they're talking about just making that's, shit up. That's most places. That's true. So I keep seeing this these hematite rings and I'm seeing it on Instagram too and people are posting them about how you know, it's good to have a hematite ring because it'll ground you and like it absorbs negative energy, which is one of the things that hematite is good for. It It's an absorption stone. Mm-hmm. Like it absorbs it until it breaks. And there is a theory out there that if you ever lose a stone or a stone breaks, it means it's done its job for you. Okay. But my thing about it is if you have a stone that absorbs things, so if it absorbs negative energy or or whatever the... If you look it up, look the stone up, and the word absorbs is in there, not shields, right. yep. not blocks, right. not it's a enhances. Battery. If it absorbs, you have to fucking cleanse that shit. So the reason that these Ooh. fucking rings are breaking, number one... Is that people aren't fucking cleansing them. Like, they're absorbing all this fucking negative energy for them, and they're not taking care of them. Like, you might as well, like, leave your skates out to fucking rust. Right. It's This isn't putting the mop back in the bucket. Yeah. You're not taking care of the tools that are helping you. Yeah. And therefore, they're breaking. So, they're just... They're breaking. So, what happened... Do we have a theory on what happens with the energy involved with that? Does it just get, like, released back into you? Is it floating wherever the stone breaks i'm not sure like you know i I mean return to the weave (laughs) it might return to the weave um i don't know but it's very possible that like the shattering of a stone is a bad thing and would release any energy that's being held in it like a fairy die could be i don't know i mean i'm sure there's plenty of theories on it um, but as I was like looking all this shit up, I was like, you know what? I'm curious. What is the fucking Mohs scale? Like, how hard is this fucking hematite? And one of the places that I was reading, it's like w- when I was learning that there's red on the inside, mm-hmm. it was like, it's really hard to break it. And I was like, oh, 
if you're if you're able to break it, then probably like somebody's getting fucking fake hematite rings, and that's why they're breaking so easily. But actually, it's a five. Okay. On the Mohs hardness scale, was yep. it's the same as tooth enamel? All right. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not that hard to break a tooth. Like, we're not talking about a fucking right eight or a nine here. Like, these are a five. Yeah. So, so if I took- of course, like, if you're fucking wearing it every single goddamn day and banging it on shit and working and like whatever, of course it's gonna fucking break. Yeah. Yeah, this so, isn't like cast iron steel or anything. Right, it's not yeah. a tungsten fucking ring. Like it's that right. you can't cut through. Which, P.S. You know, I guess that's a that's a PSA we should release. If you have a tungsten ring, they can't cut it off of you. So be careful with that shit. But I don't know why we'd ever need to cut a ring off. If you break your fucking finger and it starts swelling, they have to cut it off so it doesn't fucking mm. make you lose a finger. I guess that's that's true. That's why people that work with their hands around heavy machinery don't wear their rings. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, not the point. My point is- I was thinking like, what the hell are you doing where you get your ring caught on something and you're stuck? (laughs) It's like, how did did it get in there? (laughs) I mean, so cleanse your fucking shit. So not salt water. This one goes in a flower bath. Also, I'm going to tell you. A flower bath. That's kind of what we're going to talk about today. See, I'm learning. I'm so proud of you. I really am. <laughs> Very proud. Okay, so there's a difference between cleansing and charging. Cleansing and charging. Not the same thing. Cleansing and charging are not the same thing. Okay. Cleansing is basically putting your stone or crystal back to its factory settings. It's a factory <laughs> <Okay>. reset. <laughs> I understood that. <laughs> It's a factory reset for your stone or crystal. So if... Okay, right. Say, like, maybe you were doing a spell or something and something bad happened, or you were maybe trying to contact a dead relative and you accidentally got somebody else talking to you instead or something bad happened during a spell, that would absolutely need a cleanse. Like, your stones don't need to be cleansed all the time. Mm -hmm. So... Cleansing is taking away and clearing out, whereas charging is like imbuing it with something specific. So if you wanted to set an intention into the stone. Enchanting? Yeah, basically. It's enchanting oh. it. So, um, but cleansing, um, like some ways that you might know that it needs to be cleansed, um, it's just it kind of is feeling like it's not, like maybe... You know, we talked about my carnelian bracelet last week. So whenever I start to feel like it's not as strong, the power isn't as strong, you can kind of feel it. Like, especially if you've worked with a stone for a little while, then you'll want to cleanse it. Again, if a stone has absorption properties, absolutely needs to be cleansed every single month, at least once a month. A month? Mm -hmm. What if you're a a dirty bastard like me and got a... You might cleanse more. <laughs> it's possible. Every day. Every day. No, I don't. That's so, the, so like, if I'm cleaning this thing every day, do I have to clean the cleaner? Like, eventually, the mop bucket needs new water, right? <laughs> sure, but I don't think the moon is going to, like, run out of power anytime soon, so. We'll see. <laughs> so, um, another way, like, another reason you might want to cleanse, again, like I said, if something bad happens during a spell, you might want to cleanse it if you get a brand new stone you might want to cleanse it um because you don't know where it's been yeah because you don't know who's touched it before you you don't want to slut stone (laughs) no slut shaming here we will i will not accept it (laughs) um so let's talk about different ways to cleanse since we're saying put it in a pile in a a flower bath we talked about that Mm -hmm. you can also this is what i do um, I like to put my stones out during the new moon. Okay. So you just put them out on the windowsill. Oh, is that why we locked the cat out of the office the other day? That ah, is why we locked the right. cat out of the office on the new moon so that she can't knock all of my stones off the windowsill and lose them forever. Yep. So you could do it at the new moon. You can do it at the full moon. It kind of just depends. You can fucking Google it. You. It just depends on like your intention, what you're trying to do to said stone. But the full moon... 
if I remember correctly, and don't quote me on this, but if I remember correctly, I think that the full moon is more for charging than for cleansing. But I'd have to look look at that. I'm not sure. Um, but new moon definitely is for cleansing. You can also cleanse in sunlight, but there are stones that will like bleach in sunlight. So you have to be careful leaving them out too long. Okay. And again, there's there you can Google lists of stones that don't like sunlight. So <laughs> they they don't like it. They don't like they the prefer, light. You know. They <laughs> um, another way you can do it is to bury it in soil. Um, if you don't have like a safe backyard where someone else could come along and mm-hmm. dig it up, then you can use your plants in your house if you want to do it that just way. Like in the potting soil. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, if you just have plants, like any plant, you can bury it in the soil. Um, if you do bury them outside, make sure you mark where you buried yeah, them say, so you um, don't lose them forever. <laughs> <laughs> whoops like right you go out you bury it like i don't know if you're trying to like supercharge it in a thunderstorm or something but <laughs> you, like lose it because the rain just smatters your markings to hell and then gone forever you're, you're digging through the mud for three hours trying to find a little yeah stone. you dig up your entire fucking so, backyard so would you be able to wrap it in, like a little burlap sack with like a balloon string tied to it <laughs> sticking out of the dirt sure just to make sure you didn't lose it would that work sure <laughs> sure all right I am just, you know, trying to help. I love it. I think that's a great idea for not losing it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. You can use salt. So I have a bag of salt that um, my best friend actually bought me for Christmas. Um, and it's like actually like a special purification salt. So but you can use any salt. You can use sea salt, Himalayan pink salt, whatever you want. Norton's. Um, Again, don't leave it in there very long. But it's like, it's like, um, you know, when you're trying to leave your phone, didn't we make this joke already when you leave your phone yeah. in rice? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like that. It draws all the negativity or like bad energy out. So like salt's like the shittier, cleaner version of, of rocks. It's all salt is, right? It's a rock. Salt is a rock. Yeah. Super, super dissolvable. <laughs> uh, cat just. Cat just climbed up my leg very violently. <laughs> she didn't just climb up your leg. She climbed up your entire she, body. Yeah, she used my, <laughs> used my leg for climbing post. Whoops. Those are 10 claw marks I'm going to be able to see here. Damn. That was a lot. There's blood. <laughs> oh, good. There's blood. Yeah, wow. You can also use running water as if you were like rinsing them clean. Um, so if you hold them under run, like running water, that'll clear them out. Okay. Um, there's a thing called moon water, which I think we've already talked about, where you can, um, you make moon water by setting out purified water, like distilled water, in the full moon or new moon, similar to how you do stones. Mm-hmm. So you can set them in there, but remember, if they're not high enough on the Mohs scale, they cannot sit in water. Right. Um, it breaks them down. Right. And then there is also something called cleansing by fire, where <laughs> you f- actually physically pass the stone through the flame of a candle. That sounds so like- cook your stones. You're going to cook them. Keeping them near amethysts, okay. quartz, mm-hmm. or carnelians, like we talked about last week. All right. Those are all charging, st- so well, just... cleansing stones, but- Yeah, but then you got to go clean those, and then- yeah, but they're stronger, so they don't need to be cleansed as much. So hematite's like a little bitch stone. It's just like, <laughs> like think about if you were always like, if I mean you know this is how I'm not surprised hematite is a stone that you use because you are an absorber. Like you, uh, like you said last week that you were a filter. Or maybe it was two weeks ago that you're a filter, but. You also, like, you can't say that some of that doesn't get fucking stuck. Oh, yeah. So if you're constantly, like, taking in bad shit, you're going to have to be cleaned out way more than something that just blocks shit. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, it's a shield versus, like, I don't know, a fucking jar that's just holding all the bad shit in. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, you know, change a little bit. 
can also be cleansed via a process called smoke cleansing, which you may know as smudging, which we're going to talk about in a second. I may know as smudging. Not you. (laughs) You probably don't know it as either of those things. We're going to talk about smudging uh, because it's problematic. And that is the research that I have been balls deep in today is um, smudging and smoke cleansing. So, oh boy. But we'll get to that in a second. Um, I was super curious about, because if you wear jewelry a lot, it also needs to be cleansed probably eventually, depending on what the stone is. And so I asked, I went on Reddit and asked if people cleanse their wedding rings, their engagement rings. Because hmm. they're fucking stones, right? right? And I got mixed reviews. Some people were like, you know, the the intention that is, you know, essentially set when you get engaged is super strong f- for them, like for mm, that yep, person. Yep, so yep. they feel it and they don't feel like they ever need to. I think they're one of them said that they'd be afraid that they would like get rid of it, you know, like if right. you set it back to its yeah. that factory reset and they don't want to get rid of the intention that's in there. Yeah. Which is totally understandable. And then there's some other people who, you know, were like, yeah, every, you know, I set it out with my other, my other crystals every, you know, every new moon or every full moon. And that's what, you know, that's, that's part of their routine. Okay. I, I don't understand the romantic connection there, but I do understand that hockey players have something similar to that where they don't want to wash their game jersey because it's good luck. But it fucking stinks, so they have to wash it anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> agreed. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I think again, it's just based on your practice. Like, just like everything else that I'm going to tell you on this podcast, like I can give you information, but you have to find out what works for you. Like, I can do all the research in in the world, but if hematite doesn't work for you the way hematite works for me, it just doesn't. Right. And that's so if you feel that, you know, you need to charge your red, like charge or cleanse your wedding ring, then do it. Like if that's something that you feel like you need, I'm not going to tell you that's wrong. I did find out that there are certain stones that never need to be cleansed and that diamonds are one of them. Hmm. So maybe that's why people are feeling like because, you know, the majority of engagement rings are diamonds. Right. So it makes sense, I guess, that people aren't really feeling like they need to cleanse them because that's one of the there's like there was i found a whole list another one is citrine it doesn't Hmm. need to be cleansed ever so i don't know i just thought that was interesting it's an interesting little tidbit yep all right okay so the herb plant whatever um (laughs) (laughs) is juniper um did you know that common juniper as one of the largest geographic ranges of any woody plant in the world. <laughs> woody? That's what they said. Woody plant. Is it like trunk style tree kind of base plant? Well, because if you ever, so I know like the majority of the like junipers that I've seen are just like a carpet on the ground. Okay. But you know that they like actually grow into trees, yeah. right? Yeah. Have you ever seen one? Yeah. I remember the first time I saw one, I was like, what is that? (laughs) That's supposed to be on the ground. I don't understand why it's like, why is it growing? I did not know that it was a fucking tree. Yep. But it essentially is. So yeah, it's a woody plant, I guess. (laughs) Uh, But it stretches across like Western Alaska, throughout Canada, all the Northern US, um, some coastal areas of Greenland, Iceland, uh, and even like most, of europe yeah it's it's northern asia and even japan yeah so it's it's all around the northern everywhere yeah uh can even occur in small patches of north africa so it's like everywhere it gets around it does it gets around it's not like rice but (laughs) so its element is fire planet is the sun juniper is used for banishing anything that's going to get in the way of your good health. It attracts good energy and love. It also, if you carry around the berries, it'll increase your potency. 
<laughs> okay. It increases male potency is the thing that so I read So it's like today. a fucking hype band. It's... <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, if you place it by the front door, it'll safeguard against theft. Oh, it's a bouncer is what it is. It's, it's a the, bouncer. It's the bouncer. <laughs> uh, also increases money and prosperity, uh, blessings and purification. I read something today that said it's kind of a way to push the reset button when you're feeling depleted. Okay. Uh, or dull or unmotivated. Again, for purification, also manifestation. And back in the day, they used to use it as an antidote against poisons and venoms. I don't know if it actually worked or not, but that's what they used it for. Metaphysical McAfee virus scan. <laughs> it, it gets rid of all the bullshit, doesn't let any bad shit in. And then, you know, when everything's bogged down, it goes, you know what? Let's clean this shit. My favorite part about this podcast is your <laughs> analogies. So far, we've had, <laughs> what do you say, metaphysical meth, <laughs> and now metaphysical McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> Which we all know is a fucking hoax. Let's, I'm about let's it. Not, let's not kick that argument yeah, off. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's not a good, <laughs> let's not compare it to that, because, you know. I know it's bullshit. Leave me alone. <laughs> so, it's also been used in many, many traditions as a blood tonic and blood purifier connecting okay. back to hematite they used to use it to support your kidneys um, it helps flush your kidneys we still use it for that actually today and it also has anti-inflammatory properties okay um, but they used to use it as a thing to um, either clear air quotes or thicken air quotes your blood so they used to believe that they would make a tonic in the spring and also in the fall the one in the spring was to prepare for warmer weather and a lot of hard work so though you didn't want thick blood you wanted to be able to like you know move around and mm -hmm. be active and agile and then they would make one in the fall to prepare for winter when you need your blood to be thicker and there's less food um, to right. kind of like harden you up to like be prepared to yep, yep. to deal with the winter. So this one um, was often used for um, thickening up the blood. Got it. So it's good for uh, for the, the winter version of that tonic. Mm, the hibernation juice. Yeah. All right, so now let's talk about smudging. So smoke cleansing or the act of burning an herb or a flower or a wood or whatever um, and using that smoke to cleanse a space or for ceremonies or yourself or whatever mm -hmm. is sometimes referred to as smudging. I called it hotboxing, but... <laughs> That's a different, I mean, it is, it is an herb, right? so that's good, that, yeah, it works. Um, I guess we could consider hotboxing a, a smoke cleansing, I guess. Did you feel cleansed afterwards? Relieved a lot of stress. Okay, yeah. good, good, yeah. good, okay. Um, <laughs> so this smoke cleansing specifically has been used in cultures for centuries, all over the world. A bunch of different cultures use smoke cleansing. Native Americans come to mind. Right. So that's kind of where some people find it problematic. So there's a lot of varying opinions on the word smudging itself. So supposedly, and I am not Native American, so I cannot confirm or deny any of these things, but supposedly the word smudging should only be used for a specific ceremony that Native Americans do. Again, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's the research that I read. And specifically, it's the use of white sage. So white sage is used in various indigenous groups specifically for very very important very sacred ceremonies and rituals 
Um, so some people consider using white sage if you're not Native American as cultural appropriation. Okay. Also, because of this upswing in smudging, you know, it it kind of has become trendy almost to do right. this thing. Yep. Like it's not yep. just yep. it's not just like people using it for ceremony. It's like somebody saw it saw somebody doing it on social media and then they picked it up. So like So I think it's the flippancy. It, like Okay, so like maybe somebody saw somebody cleansing a room with sage and they're like, well I'm gonna do that. Right. Okay. But don't understand like where it came from. Like the actual like okay. the meaning behind it, like what it means, like what that ceremony is about and the respect that, that needs I think it's the respect. The re- okay. just You're like right. It's like going to Coachella wearing a Native American headdress and not knowing what that means. Yep. Not having the respect that goes with that and not doing the things that you need to do to get those things, to actually so, earn them. For lack of right? a better term, like ignorance? Yeah, yeah. And also because of this giant upswing in people doing this and buying white sage it means supply and demand it means the price goes up it means acquiring white sage for someone who is actually a part of that culture doing those ceremonies might be harder for them to acquire that because somebody who you know just bought it to buy it you know because we're because we're all buying it now it's more expensive right Okay, so like the the actual like Navajo people, I don't know who uses this is probably very ignorant of me as well, but they need it for um uh the Native American bar mitzvah. I don't right, right. <laughs> the, the equivalent that of that right or and like now it's it's costing like ten times as much than like a a birth ceremony or right. whatever whatever it is. Now it costs twice as much or even three times as much as it used to, and the accessibility goes down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, and it's also endangering a plant, which is bad. Like, right. we don't want to endanger plants. And is, it, is this hard to grow? Is this just not a... So, I did that research, and it, it takes it two to three years to, like, grow to its <laughs> so, full. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So, it and takes I, a while to get to the point where it produces yeah, what we need it to produce. My, my guess is there aren't a whole lot of white sage farmers. I don't know. Maybe there are. There's probably more now. Maybe. But it's capitalism. Pretty so pretty niche market, I think. It's getting that's the problem. Yeah. Is that it went from being very specialized to now everyone wants it. So now right. more people create it. It costs more money. <laughs> you Don't could, you hate it when fads pick shit up? Mm-hmm. So that's the problem. So that's the problem that some people are seeing with using white sage. Okay. All right. So, so you'll hear this in a lot of a lot of witchy social media people calling it cultural appropriation but i personally have heard i've heard both um i've heard actual like red red posts of actual native americans saying please don't use white sage um it's sacred and then other people who are also native americans saying our culture is about sharing the gifts from the earth um we're not selfish it's about sharing Okay. I've heard it both. You know, it's just like yeah, anything. It's, like it, someone it's the calls internet, right? right. Someone calls cultural appropriation, and then other people are like, "It's not that big of a deal, yeah. right?" It's just, well, it's in. A, it's based on you know maybe. It's just based on who you how you feel, and it's your opinion, and that's okay. It's. I think both of those so, opinions are valid. Uh, all right. So let, instead of like getting into the controversial, do I use it? Do I don't? what what can what can listener do so it's not my place to judge or have an opinion about this at all um i have purchased white sage before i've used white sage before because i thought it was the only thing i could do i didn't do my research i didn't look into it i didn't say you know how what are other ways that i can cleanse a space i just I just read, you use white sage for smudging. That's what you do. Or sometimes mm-hmm. there's a there's a wood you can use called Palo Santo. There's other things you can use to smoke cleanse, but 
like that's the popular one. That's the one that you you see videos of people walking around with their bundles of white sage and smut like that that's what you see. So my suggestion is I did some research for myself and I looked up my own personal culture. I'm very Scottish mm-hmm. and Irish and I mean a blend of other things, but that's what I connect with is my Scottish heritage. And I Googled it. I was like, what did ancient Scottish people use for their cleansing rituals? And guess what? I found one. And we're going to talk about it here in a second. So I guess my like suggestion is do some research. Like look for something that isn't just mainstream. Like look for something that works for you. I found something that I really fucking connect with. And it actually like connects with me on a bunch of different levels that we'll get into, but it means so much more to me than just using what I was told to use. And so that's kind of my challenge is like, look into your own background, like look up your own ancestors, find something that means something to you. Don't just do what everyone says. So you're saying I can't just believe what I read on the internet? No, you can't. I mean, you can. You can believe some things, I guess, but... <laughs> but like, I, I can. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> but, like, find something that resonates with you. Like, the really cool thing about, like, being a witch is, like, finding your own ancestors and, like, carrying on their practices. Like, you know when, like, everyone makes it such a big deal to, like learn grandma's like sauce recipe right like especially if you're italian like that's a big deal Mm -hmm. to like learn the like the spaghetti sauce it's like a big deal like because you're passing along those traditions it's the same exact thing wait 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 i'm the one that's supposed to come up with analogies i found a good one okay it was (laughs) it was buried in there but i found it so that's my suggestion and there's something really cool about like connecting your practice to where you come from and your past Mm -hmm. which makes it stronger i think because it's actually connected to you and who you are. Yeah. So what did you find? That leads me to drum roll, please. <laughs> to saining. Who? Saining. S A I N I N G. Is that like Santa's sister or something? <laughs> sure. <laughs> saining claws. <laughs> so as you might know or realize by my name. I am super Scotch-Irish, very Scottish, very Irish. There's some other shit in there, too. Um, but my mom's mom did a ton of research on our ge- on our genealogy and found out that we're connected to the Campbell clan. If you know anything about Scottish clans, you will know that the Campbells aren't exactly very well-liked. Because of some bad shit that happened. A massacre, per se. Slaughtered a bunch of people in their sleep. Yeah. That's Irish. That's Irish. But yeah. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. They did that. It was a massacre. Not great. um, But I'm very proud of my Scottish heritage. So I did some digging. I'm going to do more research. Like, again, I am not an expert on this. I'm just going to put that out there now. I just learned about this today, but I thought it was really interesting. And so I'm going to share it with you. I found Scottish folk magic. What? There's something called Scottish folk magic, which is where I found this practice of saining. I think it's pronounced saining. So I found this article um, from Colliocks Herbarium. Um, I'll link it if you're interested, uh, but I'm just going to try and summarize it, uh, what I learned from it. So again, totally not an expert, um, but at a really high level, Scottish folk magic is syncretic, which means it blends a lot of cultures and practices together, which if you know anything about Scottish history, it had to, to survive. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been lots of people anti-scott movement yeah Yeah. like Mm -hmm. there's just been so many people trying to take over scotland like at different periods in scottish history there's been you know dozens of different people Mm -hmm. fighting for to be in charge of scotland so it's syncretic 
It's also animistic, which is the belief that all things have a spiritual essence, which to me is awesome because that is the whole reason that I became a witch in the first place, because I believe that everything has a spiritual power, has energy in it, has an essence, Mm -hmm. which made me really excited. And it also focuses on Abrahamic religions, which, again, not super shocking. In the history of Scotland, there was massive battles over whether it would be Catholic or Protestant. Um, That was pretty much like what the entire... There's many, many, many movements where they were fighting over... Right. Which which Christianity are we going to believe in kind yep. of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so not surprising that it's connected to um, that it's what we would refer to as Abrahamic. Right. Which, again, really, really speaks to me. Um, again, this isn't a history podcast. I just found this interesting that all of these things were connected to the history of Scotland, which I am big about um, yeah, and interested little, little, in. A little personal totally. dive into sky. Totally. Um, I really, really connected with this. Um, Like I said before, I am Christian, um, but I also feel like the, like animism is definitely something that I believe in as well. So seining feels like a perfect thing to replace smudging for me in like as a cleansing ritual. I think it's perfect. So now let's talk about how to sane. What does that mean? What are those things? What does that word mean? I don't know. Um, basically, you need a symbol of an equal armed cross. I was like, what the fuck is an equal armed cross? Yeah, I was going to say that. So it's not in a T like the crosses we're used to seeing. It's an X like in Celtic knots. Um... Right. Right. Um. You also will say some sort of protective charm to bless it or let it let the energy inside whatever you're saying. You're you're calling to the energy inside it to let it know what your intention is. So if I was to, you know, sane myself, I'm calling on the energy inside myself to cleanse it. If I'm saying that the room or the house it would be, I'm, I'm stating my intention. That's really all it is. I'm stating what my intention is, what I want to happen. Okay. In a very simple form. Um, so if you were going to say in something like a town or the harvest, you would do it in a big festival like Beltane and Samhain or the Halloween right. celebration, essentially. And they did. That's where those celebrations come from. So you can use fire, you can use water, or you can use smoke to sane. So if we're using fire, they would make these huge bonfires and people will like jump over them. Or I've seen that. Yeah. It's pretty cool, right? And it's terrifying also. <laughs> it's kind of strange, but yeah. Um to, it's it's just like when I said earlier that you cleanse your stones by passing them through the candle fire. Same People were thing. doing that to themselves. They were doing it to themselves. <gasps> um, they would then take a torch from that big bonfire and go home and light their own hearth okay. to kind of like yep, yep, yep. bring it home. Mm-hmm. Um, they also use pine candles, which is basically just... You know when you've got a piece of wood that's just like soaked in resin or sap? Like it's just the really smoky ones? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They cut them into like little strips and use them as candles. Right. And they have that like black smoke. Um, yeah, the, 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 the ones that make you cry the whole time they're on top yes, of the fire. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. The ones you don't want for the fire. Right. <laughs> um, there's also ways to like sane cattle, but we don't have any cattle. So <laughs> if you want to know about that, then you can look it up on on your own. Well, that's called barbecue. <laughs> no, they're saning them to protect them from oh, each well, other. And well, why would anyone want to do that to a cow while it's still alive? It's just like branding. Nah, you're just gonna eat it. It's just branding. Well, then you take a brand, you put that in the hot fire, and then that's stick what it, it on that, the cow's they ass. do. They do it, but with like the knot. I said we weren't talking about this. We don't have any cattle. <laughs> um, so water. There are uh, stories of people dunking themselves into the ocean, which in Scotland, 
whoa. Like, I won't even get into the ocean here because it's so fucking cold. But we're talking February, which is, well, maybe not February, but maybe October for Samhain uh, cleansing themselves in the ocean, which is probably super fucking cold. Uh, And then in, you know, true Scottish fashion, they uh, head off to the pub afterwards. That's their next step. That's that's the last step in anything Scottish or Irish. Totally. Go to the pub. Um people ride horses in the ocean to purify both themselves and their noble steed. <laughs> um but I believe I saw something about that being illegal now. I guess they made it illegal. You can't ride your horse into the ocean right. anymore? I guess not. What the fuck is this world coming right. to? That's all I said. Can't do anything anymore. People are so sensitive. Probably dead also. <laughs> um then there's something called forspoken water which is kind of like their version of holy water. This is fucking crazy. So you need water from a stream that both the living and dead have crossed, which sounds both neat and also terrifying. This sounds like some kind of a riddle in a fucking Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Yeah. So I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and you did all this research, and this isn't one of the rabbit trails you went down? No. Th- listen, how long are we into this podcast at this point? Almost an hour. Yeah, okay. So, I, w- <laughs> I mean, we're already in it, okay? I will do more research, but I didn't I didn't go down that trail, okay? I was trying to wrap it up. <laughs> so, you take this, uh, this river from the stream that both the living and the dead have crossed, and you drop three stones into it that you got from the beach. One red one, one black one, and one white one. And this is to link to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And also, the spirits of the sea. It's supposed to link them. So then, the, so, so you find all three stones on the beach? Yep. Okay. Red one, a black one, and a white one. Right. Drop them in your water. Blum. And then, bam, you got holy water. And Just like you that. make the the sign of the, what did I call it? The equal-armed cross over so the water. Just draw a figure eight. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Then, I guess. And then... um. <laughs> You take a little to drink, and then they dump three palmfuls on your head. Of the water. Of the water. All right. And then they take the rest of it out, and they. I, all I read was that they dump it on a special stone, but I don't know what that means. This this just reminds me of, like, the, the Theon Greyjoy, like, kinging. Yes! That's so weird. That's exactly what it sounds like. But also just, like, not as nearly hardcore. <laughs> so you drink a little. They give you, like, right, yeah. a little bath. Um, and you're, then you're gonna, you can't just make hand gestures. I don't think anyone. Here. <laughs> and then you're clean. And right. then the last one is smoke. So they use juniper, or back to the beginning, Rowan, hmm. which is my D and D character's name. Yep. Which I named after the tree, but I did not know about the connection. So that's really fucking weird. Is it? Is it weird? It's a little weird. Is it weird? So what they would do is they would make it so smoky in their house, in their houses, and eventually they can't fucking stand it anymore because they're coughing so bad and they have to run out of the house and open all the windows, which is supposed to be a cleansing thing, but also, and who knows if they actually knew that they were doing this, but they would always do it around New Year's. So, you know, when all the like windows are closed and that's like a really bad time for like, that's why like cold and flu season exists because all the windows are shut and there's not like a lot of fresh yeah. air they were actually also like getting rid of like pests and also disease by doing this which i thought was really cool um so if you are also interested in something like this you can either use the juniper berries and you can burn them on a little charcoal disc or you can take small bundles of juniper and burn them just like you would with sage. Okay. So that's that's um a, a little a little tidbit about looking into your own family history and your own culture and taking some practices from that, paying attention to you know where you personally come from and putting that into your practice instead of just taking from other cultures what what about your own culture like maybe look into that and i feel a really strong connect a stronger connection with this than i ever did with you know using white sage which 
and smudging, which never really belonged to me in the first place. So, but this does. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to, to be paying attention to those things. So if you have a practice that you got from your own personal culture, I want to hear about it. So send uh, me a message on Facebook, The Ritual Cast, or Instagram, at The Ritual Cast. I would love to hear about it. Yeah, I, t I told you my... So me and a bunch of buddies would sit in a car, and we'd burn a plant called marijuana <laughs> until we couldn't stand it anymore, and then we'd have to roll the windows down. So you... So it's it's just like a juniper hot box. That's all it is. Well, yeah. It's perfect. But if you're Scottish... It's it's an entirely different uh <laughs> entirely different ball game. <laughs> yeah, I don't think well, I mean maybe. I don't know, maybe marijuana smoke gets rid of pests. Can you get high on juniper? I don't I don't know. Maybe that's why they were doing it. They were like, Woo Well there's one way to find out. <laughs> yeah, let's fucking All right, we're gonna have a juniper hot box. Let's see what happens. All right, um, does does this lesson continue, or no, are we it. on to the uh, the uh, the card pulling? Oh yeah, I forgot about the cards. Thank you for reminding me. They're literally sitting in front of me, and I forgot. Oh, jumped out. I think that's the card then. I think that's the card. <laughs> jumped out of my hand. Bring it up. Ooh, the high priestess. Ooh. The high priestess just literally jumped out of the out of the deck onto the floor while I was shuffling. So. All right, special listener, this one might be for you. So, the High Priestess is wisdom, knowledge, learning, intuition, purity, and virtue. The High Priestess lifts her arms out, and in that gesture, her very body becomes the living symbol of a chalice. The owl is a keeper of knowledge, and he bears a key to unlock mysteries. The pomegranate is a fruit of fertility and death. High Priestess is a really good card. Um... And you should look into it. It's a good one. Huh. Me and the high priestess are really good friends. She yeah. has come to me many a time when I have needed her. Yeah, do you guys have like movie night? Yeah, totally. She's, uh, you know, always brings the best wine and <laughs> she's really good at braiding hair. <laughs> All those girly things that you do at sleepovers, <laughs> she's the best at them. <laughs> well, I'm like off at hockey or. <laughs> yes. Mm hmm. All right. So again, if you if this message speaks to you um, and this card is something you needed to hear, then let me know. I want to know about it. Share with me and follow me on in, on social media. It's uh, looking like we're releasing these episodes on Fridays, which is also when we're recording them. So, mm -hmm. um, so you get like a you get like a nice like six hour window. We can pick up your messages and then you know freshly add them into the uh, the new episode as we record them. Totally. So, yeah. So send us messages, and I hope you enjoyed. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye.